We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I'm your host, Kyle Banduho. And today, we're talking about the Mighty Ducks. This is an episode redo from early in this show's run. Uh, the patrons, the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, voted on this one to be recovered uh, with, with a fresh light in this show with its its newer categories. Again, we did this three, four years ago whenever the show was started. Uh, today, I've got Caroline Darney returning to the show, the great Caroline Darney. So a lot of fun talking about... Uh, Really the the all-time movie for scumbag adults, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, before we get into that, shout out new patron Dish. Shout out to Dish. And want to shout out our, our big screen sports, big chill producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, Chris Mikoski, Andrew Teagle, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zacharias, Jason Alba, Stephen DeBeau, and Classic Stadium Fire. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting the show, for voting on movies to cover on this show every single month, including this episode, The Mighty Ducks. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash big screen sports, you can be someone who votes on movies for this show to cover. We got multiple polls up. For the month of November, some good movies, some good selections there. You get schedule updates, ad-free episodes, and you get to support the show. If you want to support the show for free, just tell a friend. Friend who likes movies, sports movies, all of the above. So with that, let's talk to Mighty Ducks, me and Caroline Darney. All right, returning to the show, my my co-host from Bet for the Win, it's Caroline Darney. Caroline, how are you doing tonight? I'm so excited to do this movie. I know. This is going to be... Listen, you know, we're we're not one to go on tangents ever, but no, uh, the, no, 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 I, no, never. I see some tangents in our future. Uh, before we get into it, Caroline, what's going on at, at Bet for the Win? Um, it's an exciting time. We've got, you know, as we are speaking, the first NBA game of the season is on. We have now our first AP poll for college basketball, both men's and women's. The women's one came out today. Um, and we're getting just slightly ever closer to the World Cup in November. So all of that to say, with everything going on, head on over to Bet for the Win. You can pop it on into Google or head to For the Win, and we'll have it in the uh, – there's a tab up top and all sorts of 
fun content um a little bit of everything including marvel and who else what else yeah what else could you need maybe i'll write up this movie i was gonna what are where are your peewee hockey lines are you do you guys <laughs> yeah, have the, the minnesota the minnesota <laughs> rec league apparently we are missing out on a huge huge uh deal that involves a lot of front page news coverage um multiple beat writers assigned to this um and enough drama between districts to really try and maim and injure small children yeah i need a spotlight style movie on the investigation of of drawing the lines in, in, in district to get adam banks into district five yeah i love that it is the it's just there's so many things about and we're going to talk about some of the other sports movies in this era but that every single like because i i'll call myself out now i ended up watching not only d1 but all of (laughs) two, (laughs) and then i'm even halfway into d3 rest in peace hans um and so i've really been on the you know i'm gonna say they don't get super creative in the um like plot lines between even just d1 and d2 but you can see a lot of the overlap in just the movies that came out like it's the general sports movie sports kids movie like plot line that it follows um but it's still amazing no yeah notes. it was it was the era for it because obviously tonight we're talking about mighty ducks the 1992 yeah. children's hockey comedy a self-centered minnesota lawyer is sentenced to community service coaching a ragtag youth hockey team Starred Emilio Estevez, Lane Smith, and Joshua Jackson, directed by Stephen Herrick, written by Stephen Brill. It's got a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Bullshit. But spawned two sequels, mm-hmm. a Disney Plus series that I believe has two seasons now. This was one of the earliest episodes of this show. This movie is still so beloved that the patrons voted to have it recovered. That's that's how much this movie resonates. They named a fucking professional hockey team after this movie. I understand that Disney owned the team at the time. But that's that's what this movie's done. And like we said, this is it comes in the nineties area. We talked about this when I, I did Little Giants, I think it was earlier this year, last year, time is a flat circle, about <laughs> the the nineties sports movies for kids about kids. Cause there's movies that there's sports movies that kids can see, like the Disney one, like The Rookie or Remember the Titans. Yeah. Kids can watch Remember yeah. the Titans. But this was that era and it kind of starts with Mighty Ducks because like Bad News Bears has is about kids. That movie is not for kids. Not for no. It's not for nineties kids. For seventies kids, I think it probably flies because <laughs> anything flew anything in the seventies. <laughs> but this this era, when you think about this era, Caroline, this nineties sports movies, kids sports movies for kids starring kids. What what are your, what are your thoughts? Where does Mighty Ducks stand up? Mighty, uh, I'm extraordinarily biased because uh, I have had one consistent crush in my life. <laughs> And his name is Joshua Jackson. <laughs> it started with Mighty Ducks. Um, I am forever and ever always going to be a Pacey over Dawson person. I grew up at exactly the right time for the like person to be, you know, spotlit by Dawson's Creek. Being like, this is the show for you. And I was like, absolutely it is. <laughs> um, so this is probably my favorite. Um, I think... In the nineties, I think D one and D two get two spots on the Mount Rushmore. In my opinion, I'm that's how I roll with it. Um, I would probably then put Big Green and Little Giants, probably mostly because I saw those the most. I I think I've only seen Sandlot like once. Um, 
but that's probably the one that's right off the Mount Rushmore for me. I know. For others, see Sandlot take, again. I know. I know. Um, I think that would be one that people take off one of the mighty ducks and put Sandlot on there. I think that's probably the more accurate. And then I'm, I would be up for a discussion over D one or D two. And like, we can get into that, but um, I think it's just, it's just one of the first like iconic I just still love it. Like you said it, it, it just led to like the quack chance of flying V like um, a couple careers coming yeah. out of this movie. It was and a I'm... meme before memes too. Like th- this yeah. was a thing. Um, Cause it's all, almost all these movies were the same thing. Cause they, they take yeah. the bad news bears plot team of yeah. ragtag kids, misfit kind of manager. We got to let's, you know, coach him up and let's win a championship all these movies in the nineties say, let's take out the smoking around children and, and things like, <laughs> and things like that. To, yeah. To a certain things. extent, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, this, we will talk about the adults in this movie, but they, you know, all the same thing, underdog team, ragtag kids got to win the championship. Sandlot's a little different. It's more of like the, the adolescent story. Like Sandlot is, is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all between the little giants even like Air Bud, same thing. Like ragtag team, let's give him a dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Much harder to coach up, though. Yeah, uh, and I, it's even, like we're talking the same. Like when you're looking at Little Giants and Big Green, especially those are that's my little trifecta because they literally follow the exact same plot. Where it's what you said. The I think Big Green does a good job of like the coach wants to be there. She's trying. Like she's the British lady. Like whatever. Um, but. It's the don't know what they're doing, have mismatching uniforms, like show up and get absolutely obliterated always by a team that wears all black and has like professionals on their team. And then they get their shit together, usually a training montage where they learn the basics. All of a sudden they get like a sponsor who buys them all jerseys and then they come back and in a like dramatic way, the person that was much maligned throughout is the hero at the end right like that's how spoiler alert folks that's how all three of all four if you include d2 how all of them go also this is the most important thing going on in the town because oh in in normal like i just came from our local little league parks and there were teams of every age group playing in the little there were like 12 games going on at the same time with all these movies it's like nope we've got 12 year olds and then in d2 it's like 14 year olds or 13 year olds are the only thing that matters it's like everyone forgets that there is and even in this like we'll talk about coach riley but coach riley has been focused on just the same age group for the whole time and i want to i really need a timeline because there's at least i think if you do so the one that was the glaring horrible like um Emilio Estevez screwed it up for everybody because he's just a dumb little kid that did a pipe. Um that was 73 if you go off of the like, you know, the yellow banner that didn't fit in with all the other ones. And this was set in 1994, 1992. 92. So it's 20 years that he's still been coaching the team, the same team, same age group. I also would really like to do that math with regards to Emilio Estevez being a lawyer by that point. Yeah. Well, there's also, (laughs) also the banners are, the banners are all over the arena and everyone plays there. 
Yeah. Like, why why do the Hawks have them like every they I always assume, win. And it's literally every not just that league. Like I'm sure like the eight-year-old rec league plays there, the 14-year-old rec league plays there. Like everyone plays there and they just got like the Hawks banners, but then once is second place. Like, <laughs> like so why did they put the first place team there that year? You know what I mean? Like it's not the Hawks home court, like you're saying. So they there's clearly was going to be a winner that year. Like, why isn't that a different team's banner, if anything else? But it just because I had the same questions. We're like, how is this guy still? And he obviously they did not age him or do any de aging or anything. He's still like the boss. I always think of him as like the paper boss at from Lois and Clark because that's like the first thing I remember <laughs> him being in. But he's been in like literally everything. Like, um, but I was like, how long has this guy been doing this? Like, is this his only job? That's also I have so many questions. Is this a side hustle? Like, does he have a full time job that like? Or is he retired now? And that's like what he does. He's like the Hans of like this aggressive factory of mean kids team. <laughs> like, we need an audit of his of his finances. The expose that you like you said, the like the 30 for 30 that's gonna get done on this guy's team and expose like the mental abuse that these children underwent, like from at the hands of this horrible coach is gonna be eye-opening. <laughs> so this is an all-time bad adult movie just the worst the worst can we power rank the the adults in terms of bad person in this movie are we going like the worst worst to the least worst or like the best to the worst let's go worst to the least worst i think coach riley is the worst Ooh, see i'm gonna lean i kind of lean bombay bombay is bad the man was like actively so he the reason he ends up with the team right is because he got a dui but I am in my memory, I was like, oh yeah, he had a DUI and like, okay, that's already questionable enough. Like why your punishment for an alcohol abuse, like endangerment type thing should be go spend time with some children in the neighborhood. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But in my mind, I was like, I knew he had the DUI. And so I thought I remember it was like, it was like a, I thought he was like a holiday party and he left and got pulled over. No, the man is actively drinking a beer while driving in the Minnesota snow and solo boozing. Yeah, solo boozing, what appears to be a sports car. Yeah. Um, and if we know anything about <laughs> lawyers, smarmy rich lawyers, in the he, he wasn't 90s. only drinking. No. <laughs> Speaking of snow. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I was, he's the top, because then not only does he do that, he says a bunch of terrible things about kids. He, he does. tries to get out of the DUI by like researching it and like doing, like he didn't do this horrible thing. He's a dick at work, which is kind of how he gets stuck with the bigger punishment anyway, because like he he's thrilled getting criminals off. Yes. He thoroughly enjoy as in that, like <laughs> if someone, you know, defenders are necessary, like this is part of the justice system that he literally tries to find loopholes to get guilty people like just out. And he's happy about that. He's like, yep, got to try harder than next time, buddy. Like whatever. Bombay was uh, rooting for Johnny Cochran's team in the OJ trial. <laughs> he's just that, that like, that was the case of a lifetime for him. Like, fuck, I wish I could have gotten OJ off. Yeah. And it was just like, so he, and then he tries to teach them to cheat. Like he's yeah. just, he's pretty bad. Like he's, Riley's a, he's dick, a scum lord. He, it's a tough, because again, Asking a small child to injure another child is pretty bad. And not even like, I want him out of it. Like he is asking children to maim another child. And this clearly isn't the first time. No. Because that kid needed no explanation as to what he meant. Definitely not. Like he was like, ready. Yeah, got it. The other part with that too is he has a nice like 
um level of uh sexism going in there too at one point he like leans on the bench and called them all ladies because they they got scored on and i was yeah. like oh ladies they don't need our help out there and i was like come on guys he's he's ruined the love of sport for so many kids like he's oh, been perfect. coaching for multiple decades like they should show this movie before every little league season and be like parents you see these guys you're a lot closer to these guys than you think you are so you need to you need to just keep that in mind because there are a lot of horrible little league parents but coach riley like he also he's the bad kind of there are two there are two kinds of bad youth coaches that i absolutely hate there's one that lives to hang on the coattails of like ride the coattails of their former players like oh look the guy i coached when i was 12 is signed with texas like there's that guy and then there's the guy who thinks what he is doing is the most important thing in the world and thinks like the 12 year old championship is the, is the Stanley cup and coach Riley is in that bucket. Yeah. And that matching guy is jacket. horrible. Yeah. The oh. best is like, I mean like the whole team, like when they, when the, the bullies from the team and their brightly colored rollerblades this is how, you know, it's like nineties, like the, the cool kids, like the ones that were like, Ooh, yeah, I'm going to like bully you. <laughs> Uh, we're wearing turtlenecks across the board, all three different turtlenecks. And then they're like puffy zip up jackets that had not only the Hawks logo, but their names under it. Cool. And brightly colored, um, accessories on the rollerblades. Like the rollerblades were black, but then it had like green on it. Like it was just so nineties and so door. And like, this is the type of, you know, their, that was their whole personality was, yeah. you know, a lot of wealth on the Hawks. Got to think District Twelve or wherever they're at is is doing doing well. Are there any other as far as as far as bad adults? Where do we land on Ducksworth here? Uh, He's pretty shitty. Uh, Then I I actually will add this to partly why Riley sucks is like the going to his rich lawyer friends who like to try and get them to break the rules for whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Ducksworth that's bad i was thinking about it though like if you're ducksworth you don't give a shit about this league like you don't care but it's good 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 PR. Good, yeah good pr How but you, you do sense? you do donate the fifteen thousand dollars yeah and then i'm guessing he is friends with adam banks's dad their buddy adam banks's dad by the way fucking stinks um yeah, we'll, we'll talk about him in a second but if your buddy is like hey we you know there was this mix-up adam's been on this team you know, he's really devastated and it's just youth hockey. Like, can you, can you ask your employee to let this go? So he's just happy. Like if you're Ducksworth, you're probably like, yeah, why not? Like, why would anyone care about youth hockey this much? Sure. Yeah. And then like, so he's gotta be like, he, he does the right thing. Like, are you willing to lose your job over youth hockey? Like it's a, it's a really, it's a really good point firing him over that seemed a little wild to me like that seemed like i don't i need to figure out like what their type of contract situation is and like what type of like severance you would owe and that's curious about that yeah bombay swallows losing his law career apparently a very lucrative law career that involves having a driver he swallows that very easily very easily because the thing that i worry about ducksworth is he wasn't upset about the DUI. No, he didn't care. He was upset that he thought Gordon worked too hard. Question mark. Was that like where we were? 
He's you're, like, you got to get a life. You're overworked. Like, you it's, why you're, it's why you're driving drunk all the time. You don't have time to drink and drive separately. <laughs> like you're doing it at the same time. Like that part to me was very confusing. Um, and I agree, like for the most part, like especially if a friend came to me and was like, hey, they're trying to put my kid. He, my kid's been on this team the whole time. He's got a rapport. He's been whatever. They're trying to put him on your DUI guy's team. Like, can you? <laughs> That's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you just got to drop the thing. And this is like, what was the? There's all again, this is always the the trope or whatever you want to say, the plot line that again goes through big green and there's Little always giants. someone in the wrong district like that's supposed to be on the bad team and they're actually on the good team and it's like the whole you know that's um, where bad news great bad news bears is great is that the cigarette smoking future dui guy is the is the player that they need that is kelly yeah. Mike, which is <laughs> they they cut out the middleman in that one adam banks's dad also correct me if I'm wrong, he is he is sitting with the hawks parents and like he is rooting for the hawks yeah i mean he is he is the worst. This is textbook example of people who care way too much about youth sports in the worst ways. He comes, I think he comes around a little bit after. I think after injury. his kid is maimed. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, maybe this coach, that. maybe this coach Riley fellow wasn't a good. Dude, and Riley, Riley fist bumps while, yes. <laughs> while he is out, yes. like Adam Banks is on the ice and Riley's yeah. just like, fuck yeah. They're like putting him in traction and he fist bumps. This that the goon that takes him out, the enforcer, that guy is that guy's gonna do so, that guy. I'm yeah. You end up in when, trouble in his life. When we talk about the bad kids in this movie, he's he's number one. But the the last thing I'll say about Coach Riley is that in My Cousin Vinny, which a movie the the he is a delight. He's Lane Smith is so good in My Cousin Vinny. In that movie, he is a prosecutor trying to railroad two innocent men in a murder with the death penalty on the table. He is infinitely more likable in that movie than he is in this movie as a youth sports coach. Yeah. <laughs> that says everything about the character yeah. of Coach Riley. Um, I, where do you, so I think Hans is the most pure. Oh yeah, I mean Hans just a, even a more so than angel. the mom. There's there's the he mom, there's Hans, the mom, and then your guy MC Ganey oh, is the driver. My um, what we a, love MC Ganey operating operating uh, <laughs> vehicles of some sort. His energy in this movie is flawless. He goes from like the assigned, you can't drive anymore because you, you know, DUI um, limo driver, which he takes onto the ice. Then they apparently at some point, I think it's, is this when after he gets fired is when he gets the van. Yeah. And he's just driving then, the van. No description or no, like we don't get to see this happen and tr like progress at all. But then he's like de facto assistant coach and he's out there with like huge belt buckles jeans and this great leather jacket just like stoked to be part of this team and i am here for it and he's got Green. the big camcorder too yeah he's great I, i'm he's he's one of the pure pure adults in this movie i thought he was a, i thought he was awesome yeah and uh and jesse's dad i don't have the actor in front of me but he's oh in, i love him he was excellent he's Honestly. in uh one of my favorites uh which is which is uh walking tall the rock movie the rock and johnny knoxville we talked about this um yes we because i think <laughs> I it with something else i but think he, he was in, in everwood was he in everwood um regardless <laughs> he he's wonderful that's john beasley yeah isn't that him yeah, right he does. He does the thing yeah. where he's like, I, uh, you know, I took off. Uh, 
<sighs> took off overtime or whatever, whatever he says to uh, cash in my overtime hours to come watch my kids cheat, cheat take dives. Is this what I gave? This is what I gave up my overtime pay for to see That's my it. kids taking falls. I wrote yeah. it down because it broke my heart. It's oh, incredible. What a good, he was like the good dad in the movie where he's like out of the games, like cheering mm-hmm. for the boy, like cheering for his sons. Like, oh, I just loved it. Loved we it. really only meet two of the parents. We have him yeah. and, and Charlie's mom. They're always sitting next to each other. They, yeah. Listen, that's the couple that we <laughs> 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 Paul might still be in the picture. She just might be working. Yeah, possibly. But if she's not, that's the couple. Yeah, that's that needed the to couple. Have they had chemistry. Um, <laughs> IMDb trivia wise, I just, I solely want to touch on casting stuff. There's a lot of, you know, obviously like this movie spawned an NHL team uh, because Disney owned the team and, you know, things like that. But the casting stuff in this is wild. Okay. uh, Charlie Sheen offered the role of Gordon Bombay, turned it down. Later, his brother, his got the next best thing, (laughs) his less talented brother uh, took, took the role. Um, Charlie Sheen would have been so much better. Charlie Sheen has comedic timing and just comedic delivery that Emilio Estevez doesn't have. Yeah. It just, it just didn't translate. What is, what is like, what is your favorite Emilio Estevez? Is there a fa- Like, is it the outsiders? Um, I think the first thing I ever saw him in. Oh, I forgot he was in the mission. Oh, you know what? He's in the, he's in the breakfast club. Yeah. He's in the, he takes a, takes a tough one to the dome in the, in the elevator. Yeah. Mission Impossible. He's oh, in, he's in Mission what? Impossible for like 10 minutes. This is 100% only because of how did this get made? Maximum Overdrive. Have you seen you that to- movie? You told me about this. It is just, talk about they the cocaine-fueled <laughs> party of a movie. It's a Stephen King short story. Apparently the short story is only like four pages and they make like a two and a half hour nutcase movie out of it. Uh, that's all ACDC music with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, other than literally this, <laughs> uh, Breakfast Club is good. He definitely I'm- peaked in the 80s. Like, it's yeah. definitely, this is, I don't want to say it's over for him, but he, just looking at the uh, looking at the IMDb, it's pretty well, tough. Well, he was in the Bon Jovi Sane and So music video short. <laughs> and I believe he was let go from the Disney Plus series because he is not a man who believes in science. So oh, uh, that's that's tough. Great. That's tough. That actually very much tracks with the character. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Go- Gordon Bombay, another one where it's like, where where was he? in uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and this is the TV. You look into it. So he has, uh, he was on one episode of Two and a Half Men, and he was on one episode of The West Wing. Yeah, get the family Shock. ties. Shock. The, the family ties helping him out. Yeah, I think uh, he. Yeah, this is a peak for him in the. Because even D three, he's barely in, unless he makes a huge comeback later in the second half. Of this movie. I think he does. I think he does. Um. Um. Two two notable actors auditioned for Charlie Conway. Oh gosh. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal, Leonardo DiCaprio. Interesting. You know what? I'm stoked that it went the way it did for aforementioned reasons. Cause I don't know if Joshua Jackson has the same career without it. I think obviously the other definitely does had, have had wonderful careers and I've had crushes on them and individual times on their own. Um, But this was the perfect 
launch pad for Joshua Jackson's career. And I think that he has had the best career out of anyone on the cast. Question mark? There's not, if we're talking from the mighty ducks, I think he probably has. So not a, not really a lot of nominees like Hans, Joss Ackland is a like Hans and Ducksworth and even Emilio Estevez and Lane Smith. They're the, their best days were before this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking at everyone else, Josh. So what? Like, uh, Dawson's Creek was one of the most popular shows oh, of, of the nineties. Um, that's then big. He, into, he had a couple movies. So he had the, um, uh, the skulls, which, Oh yeah. Classic. Girl, big fan of that one. <laughs> uh, cause that also had Paul Walker in it. Talk yeah. about your early. He, he early would have been character. great in this. He would have been great um, as Charlie. Honestly, he would have been a great Adam Banks too. Oh yeah. Like that would have been just incredible. Um, Where are you at on, on Fulton on Eldon Hansen? As, oh, so, uh, fog, okay, so that's foggy. The, yes. Foggy is the other one. So I think, and that was just kind of, I don't know if you can say like best career. Cause here's the thing. It's like Joshua Jackson went into, um, so the skulls was actually before us or was before right after Dawson's Creek started, but in the middle of Dawson's Creek, urban legend was the other one that I was thinking of. Obviously cruel intentions. Uh, he wasn't scream too as well. Briefly um what, was he really yeah he was in like the film class um, oh but he wasn't he didn't like have a because no. i i didn't even notice that because uh oliphants were in the show in that film class scene yeah yeah um and then i don't know how many people have watched it I, more people should have or should now fringe excellent show um it was like a more recent more whatever late 2000s x-files vibes excellent fox like drama and then he's been in the affair um i think that's over now but it ended a couple years ago he was excellent in that he was like the husband that was having like uh what's his name from um the wire the main guy mcnulty um is having an affair with maura tierney i think it was who the main actress no it wasn't It's, it's not maura tierney is mcnulty's wife and he is having an affair with Joshua Jackson's wife, who is played by Ruth Wilson. So we feel pretty comfortable that Joshua <laughs> Jackson probably lives in a really nice house. Yes, he's, he's with reached his really wonderful, nice. gorgeous wife. Who, anyway, I could go on about. <laughs> he's he's doing well then. He's doing. Joshua well. Jackson has crushed it, and I'm so happy for him. I love it. It makes me so happy, and it's been consistently throughout my entire life. Been like, I'm so happy with what he's doing, and I'm just. You know, you know who had a, a pretty decent career? <laughs> Jesse Smollett. He was on Empire. <laughs> yeah. I had no, I don't think he was in D. So he wasn't in D2, which is weird because I think he's one of the Hall brothers, correct? Yes. Um, so he wasn't in the second one. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a huge shock when I opened the IPB. <laughs> That's what got texted you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Foggy. And hopefully... I'd be stoked if he came back in the new Daredevil show. So I'm kind of hoping that he's not done. But I remember when I watched Daredevil on Netflix, I was like, God, this guy looks familiar. Um, and it was our boy, Reed Fulton. <laughs> I will say, so I loved, I watched season one of Daredevil, like before I watched any of the Marvel stuff and I loved it. Yeah. And like, I Excellent. love Charlie Cox, like uh, him and him and Borok Empire, one of my favorite characters ever. 
I didn't I didn't love Foggy. He was like the the yeah. the downer part of the show for me. Like especially like it's Karen like Charlie was- Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio and then like yeah. Karen was the one that bothered me the most. I was like I need her to chill just a, just a smidge. And I also like she carried that over for me from um the vampire show. Yeah. True Blood. Um but yeah. <laughs> Casting thing, Vincent LaRusso wasn't given the role of Adam Banks initially, but later it was given to him when the child who originally played Banks became too difficult to work with. Imagine being too difficult for this movie. When you're 12. Yes. Um, yeah. When you're that, supposed to be the kid that's kind of a dick. Yeah. That's uh, that's all of it. Uh, Bill Murray considered to play Gordon Bombay, deemed too old. Probably yeah, would have been funny. likable. Yeah. I also can't. I can't see him skating and I can't see him also wanting to learn how to skate. If he didn't already know how to skate, he'd be, he'd be like, I'm just, I'm walking. Yeah. Um, like the thing I will say about Estevez, he looks like he could have been an athlete. Like he looks, he can, he looks like he could have been a hockey player that yeah. went through that exact situation that he described. Yeah. Which is, which is good enough. It appears after his like ill-fated triple D that hit the pipe that he never played hockey again. Um, and yet, by the end of the movie, someone was like, let me get you uh, let me get you a tryout. <laughs> I've got thoughts. Let's take a quick ad break and then we'll get back with, with three up and three down. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, let's talk about Three Up, which is, uh, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, Three Up is taking the category of what worked and trying to limit us to just three things. What are the three things that worked about this one? What What's the what's like the number one thing? Like, why does this hold up for you, you know, 30 years later? I think they did such a great job with, the kids on the ducks. Like, I think that is the thing for me where it's just like such a great mix of kids and it's, um, they play off each other well. And they, I think they, I mean, it's been a while since I played like youth sports, but like just this kind of ragtag group and they set it up well and they set up the whole, like, you know, the different personalities and they're like pranking people right away. Like the dog poop in the purse with the dollar bill. Like a lot of it's like very childish, but it's a kid's movie. So like, whatever. Um, and that works for me still. And, and I think that's where you get the emotion with, um, 
like I there I think there's a bunch of and we'll get to the big chill moments but I think there's a bunch of stuff that even though it's so formulaic you know it's coming there are several I was like this works for me sorry the formula works I guess I could say that the formula works that's one of the ups for me because I think it works for my I think it works for big green I think it works for little giants like you know exactly what's coming it's we just walked through it's the same thing and they do literally the same thing in mighty ducks too right down to the when gordon bombay has the epiphany after being a bad coach he's out like take some time to like get back on the skates man except in the second one it's in la and he's on rollerblades like same stuff and yet for me it works the formula works disney's done this before they're not new to this it works for me yeah with the kids they give you enough to endear you to a majority of them yes you you have enough of it because it's not just when these movies and this is all sports movies for all ages if they focus too much on if it's a team movie but they focus too much on one character and you don't like rookie of the year is horrible at this because it literally like you only know one character and no one else on the team matters like it does a good job of like Charlie's obviously our guy, but you get like, you get insight into seven or eight kids. Like you have relationships with the, with them. And I, I think that that's really, you want the whole team to win instead of you just want, just really care about Charlie. And I think the second one does this. I know this is not a podcast, but the second one, but I think they, some of the things that they miss is I wanted like more Julie, the cat Gaffney. Like, I don't think the second one does the balance as well. Like, I was like, I need less of Gordon Bombay being, like, corrupted by people wanting him to sponsor things and winning the world games. I want more of the, like, personalities that you get to see from the... And so it's fun to, like... The kid, like the kid with all the accessories and, like, the leather jacket that's always in, like, plaid and, like, multiple layers. Love him. Yeah. The love kid him. who... Uh, I don't remember ever seeing just, him like, in any hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just just like, like can, can we get it? Can we get a jer- can we get a, an Italian kid from Jersey and here in Minnesota just because we need the need this kind of character? And then like Goldberg from Philly is just constantly talking about Philly stuff. <laughs> just like, all right, that works. I guess we don't need any explanation when they move there, why they're there. That's fine. It's cool. We're good. One of the things I wrote that worked in three up. And I, I, I told you, I, I have written more than three for all of these Goldberg wears some sick hats in this movie. Like I <laughs> listen, I'm a Cowboys fan, but the Eagles hat he has on at the end, like the throwback. I mean, at the time it wasn't a throwback, but like Goldberg had style. Like he, he looked good. He, he knew how to put a good lid on his head. Um, I love that. That's a very specific three up. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got one more specific, very specific three up. One of my favorite tropes in a movie, like, all-time favorite love it when it happens is when uh, a person walks up behind another person and that person knows exactly who it is without looking i love that oh and hans does it walks in when he walks in the door and hans and he says something yeah that's that's my the best instance of it is in oceans 11 when uh when brad pitt when they're recruiting saul at the horse track and he's like i saw you you know before you woke up this morning, like it's it just it's one of my favorites. But <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> I love that trope. <laughs> um, I uh, this is kind of on the line for me of like what works and didn't. We see a lot of peewee hockey, a ton of it, ton of peewee hockey, including like in the first like, and maybe even both games with the Hawks. Like you see 
a lot. I think we see every goal. Like we see the whole, it's a lot. We see a lot of hockey. And in some sense, it's kind of like, that's good. It's a hockey based movie. Like it's showing the, you know, the action, but part of it to me is too, it's the um, like Ted Lasso effect. Like Ted Lasso shows very little actual mm-hmm. soccer um, and nails it when it comes to like still getting the emotion out of it. Right. And and this is also the line of what works, what doesn't. It's like, how long, how long do the gimmicks actually work? Like <laughs> the, it's supposed to be like, wow, they actually did the research and stopped some of the gimmicks. Like, that should be done by like the next play. Like yeah. why are we letting this person do X, Y, Z? Like it's even more egregious in the second one when like dudes out here, like literally lassoing people. Yeah. Um, it's like, it, it's like if the Boise state Fiesta Bowl team, if all they did was run the hooked ladder and the, yeah. the statue of Liberty next game and be like, no, this isn't going to work anymore. Like they finally like in the, you know, just if they're flying in the V, just knock them down. Yeah. Also, I need people to stop just move like look no one they're kids i'm not telling you to like stand in front of a puck take a puck to the face but like the first like the one goal reed scores the goalie left the goal what are we doing here yeah it's terrible coaching it's tough it's tough we'll get we'll get into to three down to the strikeout i just the the one thing (laughs) i want to say about all the peewee action is it is it is beneficial when you can have a sport where you can throw helmets on everyone and have a bunch of extra skate. Cause that, that makes, that makes things better. Cause at least most of the action looked good. Yes. I thought so too. Yeah. Cause I have a feeling that the majority of peewee sports don't look that fluid. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh what is the strikeout in this movie? I th- we've kind of touched on it. I think there's no chance that they're letting these adults around kids. No, especially Bombay like that. (laughs) You you just, you just got pulled over with DWI, probably a little Coke. Why don't we put you around some at risk kids? And the first thing that happens is the kids peg him as a dealer. Yeah. They they, they know what's up too. Yeah. Jesse Hall's like, listen, pal, we don't want any of your shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, we're not, we're not buying. (laughs) And that's, right and that's when gate. Bombay Bombay is like, I'm not, I'm not selling. I'm, yeah, I buy for me. And then you just like, they just send him to a pond with a list of kids names. Like, is that how this works? District five? Like, yeah, complete. There's no, that's my strike. Like, that's the thing that like, this would never actually happen because there's no way that that's an acceptable punishment, even in the nineties. Right. Like we have to say that that would not have flown. Yeah. But on on a second level to that, by the end of the movie, Bombay inserts himself as Charlie's surrogate father, like forms that bond, bangs his mom and says, "Okay, I'm going to go play minor league hockey. I'm out. Never gets back with his mom. Bombay is Bombay is Bombay is every kid's like shitty mom's boyfriend nightmare. And he and and Charlie's like wingmanning for him. It's tough. It's tough stuff. That it's was like really think, tough. I think that was Charlie's worst worst judgment call over the series. Is like he's like you should take my mom to the like he can't even think of the right like date stuff himself. He's got to have some twelve year old tell him what date he should take his mom on. I like that Disney thought that the happy ending was having him go try to play minor league hockey instead of stay and be like a happy family with Charlie yeah. and his mom. It's like no fuck <laughs> them, <laughs> fuck them kids. Gordon Bombay. <laughs> I'm out. Bombay <laughs> out. Like you know we've said that before too. 
like then it's like pickup line was so bad whereas like when they were she was like oh i used to think about like charlie and i would live in this house like which window is mine and she was like i'm out of here fuck that i'm not gross oh my god yeah that just uh yeah bombay is a trash human (laughs) he's a real piece of shit um okay three down for things that didn't work uh so (laughs) they talk about i can't remember if it's coach riley who says this or if it's the the magazine that's covering all this hockey which we need to talk about (laughs) but it said gordon scored 198 goals in one season (laughs) riley wrote about the score man yeah okay how long are these seasons like they it can't be more than like 20 games, right? Like that'd be, that'd be crazy. We, when we meet the ducks, I think they're Oh, and nine, you know, like, yeah, we're just, and if Gordon was that good, why was that the only team that didn't win first? But like, shouldn't they have beat that other team by a million by then? Like 198 goals. And one. it feel like someone writing this movie didn't understand sports. It was like, that seems like a good number. That's a, yeah, that's a that lot of right? Yeah. Like that, that was the one thing that stood out to me. Like, I, I don't think I'd ever noticed it, but I was like 198 goals is a fucking shit ton. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, the, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm looking at my notes, which are <laughs> just hilarious. Can we talk about the magazine? The yeah. Magazine like our... Minnesota peewee hockey, which labels itself. Have, we get a close gotta... up. America's number one hockey publication is covering Minnesota 12 and under hockey. <laughs> I do have a note that says we, we got to learn more about local journalism legend, Larry Bach, <laughs> who had a byline. <laughs> These notes are out of control. Why in Hans's Newspaper shop? coverage is elite. Why is, why is there a framed picture that says Bombay misses shop? <laughs> <laughs> Like Hans. Like Hans. Keep him humble. He like pumps him up all the time, and he's like, "Never forget, never forget." <laughs> nice miss, bitch. I just, oh my god. Um, yeah. I'll tell you this is one thing I I got really stuck up on. Um, Goldberg is a trash goalie. Oh, why? Why? did they put him in goal if he was so afraid of the puck? Was there not a kid who was like, maybe not as big as Goldberg? Was there not any kid willing to stand in there? Well, this, I think this is how like, this is how my dad always talked about how he got stuck playing defense and like youth lacrosse. Cause he was like the bigger kid. So they're like, you're a defender. Like, that's just like how all this stuff always works. Whatever. You can't run. You're the goalie. Um, but he was bad, just bad. And I don't think they even show a save by him and all of a sudden i'm supposed to believe he gets one in the oh he doesn't get one. that's again sorry you have to remember that i watched d2 as well because i'm like <laughs> he got a save in in the shootout there was no shootout in the original um but he's just like and i get in at least in this one there's no like why aren't you putting in julie the cat gaffney which was like the entire time sitting there watching d2 like what are we doing here like what are we doing um if you but- have to tape the kid in the goal to get him to stay in the goal that's just not the kid I you also, need to have it goalie i also the trauma one and then i was like um dude literally tied up a child this shit would not fly is what i wrote in my notes <laughs> <laughs> and then not only that they left him there which like ha, oh, like you know 
but just what are we yeah he was just so that just was so tough for me like give the kid a break let him like give us like a couple saves that lets us know that he's like developing everyone else we got to see like some sort of growth in their game or like whatever um except goldberg he was just trash he was such a bad goalie he was just a terrible goalie throughout yeah um and then yeah uh i have a question for you okay so say you were just out like out around and um the best player on your 11 year old like soccer team came up and you're like wow hey it's great to see you wow they're like coaching their team now and they're like this she she was great she was she was the best and she didn't she didn't play anymore after 11 and then would your natural response be like you cover virginia sports would your natural response be like i'll get you a walk-on tryout with the virginia women's soccer team like that's 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 what i'll do for you i haven't seen you play since you were 11 let me get you a tryout because you were that good before you hit puberty right you remember me sure from peewees this guy used to rule in peewees Oh, yeah? I heard you're a farmer. Actually, I became a lawyer. I'm coaching Pee Wee now, and this is my team, the Ducks. Ducks, this is Basil McCray and Mike Madano. Hey, Ducks, listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. If you ever want a shot, let me know. I'll give you a try with the Meyer League clubs. Thanks. No problem. Hey, nice seeing you. Take it easy. You were a monster in Pee Wee. Call me, I'll get you a minor league <laughs> was just absolutely absurd you know what the best kid in my little league did he sold a lot of weed in high school he didn't even play like Like it's just such a funny word i'm like what is the plan folks like what are we oh yeah that was that was i want to know what the conversation was like when basil mcgray went to management or went to whoever to arrange this tryout like hey this this how do you know him (laughs) <laughs> we you, we you went to elementary school college? We, we went to elementary school together he was really good then we played on the hawks together <laughs> oh the, say no more fam give him <laughs> let's give him this try what is that what is the magazine he's like oh i i subscribe to Wee minnesota Wee hockey monthly like i i get it say i remember no he scored 198 goals in one <laughs> yeah. season we, we won real shame our, about that triple deke off the pipe we won him for our minor league team um, this is one thing that just coach Riley ages zero days in 20 years. Yeah. Zero. No, that was just, I thought that was a little lazy on there. They part. didn't even try. No, there was no, like we put them in literally. It wasn't even like a makeup thing. Yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, tough scene. Okay. Let's get into best scene. A lot of yeah. candidates actually. Yeah. Very, very few that rise above the others. Um, I so just kind of going in order. The opening credits are actually really good. Like yeah, Gordon, Gordon's flashback. The one thing, young Gordon looks so nonplussed with taking that shot. Yeah, like it's funny that it wrecked his life so much because he's just like he's just pretty, pretty, pretty like shallow face. Just like yeah, whatever. So also though, like with regards to the actual game situation, I feel like it's really unfair. Again, this goes back to Riley being a complete jerk. It was a tie game, correct? I think so. Yeah. It was a chance to win in regulation type thing. So like they had to play overtime or a shootout. So it really should not have just come onto his shoulders. Yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Like I was kind of like, why are we putting all this on him? Like there was clearly another period that was played in some capacity, whether it was shootouts or something like that. But 
The, Again, uh, going back to the magazine, they put him on the cover for missing the shot. Brutal stuff, man. Like, it wasn't about the team that won at all. It's like, like an English tabloid. Yeah. <laughs> just, they just ragged this poor kid from whatever district. <laughs> like, Tough. Just brutal. Yeah, it's a good way to open it. I kind of wish that they hadn't, because they use it again later. Yeah. And I thought that part was a little excessive. Like it was great in the intro to like give us the like story and so the setup, um, but yeah. <laughs> the first uh, the first Ducks Hawks game is just yeah. a, a battle between Riley and Bombay of who's going to be the worst person. Yes. Like Riley yeah. cares too much, but Gordon is literally talking shit to his own twelve year old players. Yeah, there's also a point where. Um, well, now I'm losing track of what it is, but that's where like Riley calls literal like 11 year olds a bunch of losers and that seems very unnecessary yeah should have be, he's like you should have beat these guys by whatever he also says that it's not worth winning if you can't win big which to me is the anti-dominique toretto who is <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter if you win by win an inch or a mile winnings winnings winning coach riley th- <laughs> threw his remote at the tv when he saw that <laughs> it just was nothing to do with it. it was just so aggress- aggressive oh my god win by miles only if you're coach riley um the conversation between gordon and hans the only pure adult in the movie like he he magically turns gordon to a good person with one conversation and i i will say like the it's not about winning and teach them to fly like okay yeah. hans like you could talk yeah. me into this yeah, I was trying to run through a wall. Hans is Hans is legit, man. He's She'll just let a... Hans coach. Why isn't yeah. Hans coaching? Great question. Great. He's probably running the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. He's writing under a pseudonym. <laughs> just his actual mission is to trash Gordon Bombay as much as possible. <laughs> just, just got that picture up. He's just writing feature stories on how much he blew it. Back Hans in can't. 73. Hans can't coach. He's he's too deep in the content game to coach relatable Hans <laughs> just brutal um I love a good montage oh great good great love, montage in this one. love a sports montage love the like you know he figures out I think it was after he talked to Hans he's like I gotta get back to the basics because the kids were like you haven't taught us shit dude why are you yelling at us like you haven't taught us anything um because they they have the whole deal where he's like just cheat just flop like it's like flopping school uh but then when he actually like starts teaching them i really really loved that i thought that was super cool like the only thing is the eggs on the ice makes me like how do who you cleaned that? that up yeah how do you get it's tough night for the zamboni guy yeah like he Brutal. like who the fuck gave the gave the ducks this ice time <laughs> never again <laughs> that's for sure um and i love a like I love a training montage and I love a, we need to get to the finals montage. Yes. Um, so like, a, you know, all the other goals and like the things that they learn to do so well and like the teamwork and the give and goes and like whatever other stuff. Like I thought those, I thought those are both done perfectly with regards to Disney crushing it. What about the scene where Gordon throws away law school years of work, takes a big <laughs> hit on his student loans, financial security for unpaid peewee hockey excellent scene i was just and what does he yell he's just like quack quack ducks worth like he's yeah just like, like more making the case for why he should have been fired because like yeah. if, if he if he sues for 
wrongful termination and they're having this here. Listen, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how this is going to go, but just assuming like, yeah, he was, he, he got a DWI. And then when we told him we need, we need to let him go, he just started quacking incessantly. So collect your personal belongings, Gordon. Yes, sir. Mr. Ducksworth. Thank you very much, Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, 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 Gordon, quack. Stop quack, 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 quack. You may have paid for this jersey, sir, but you didn't earn it. Yeah. Well, any uh, did you catch this is like not necessarily related to like best best scenes, but he's talking about so they let a guy go over this hot like not letting a player go to a different district or whatever. Um, who was 30 and 0 in the practice. And then the, his assistant or whatever was like, What about the such and such case? And he said, <laughs> Hold on. He's like, it doesn't count because I scored with the court reporter. I was like, Disney. <laughs> that that was the thing. I was watching it with Grayson, and like when that's, I mean, that it flew a mile over his head. But I was just like, what a, what a sleaze! Like, good lord. Also, I just you know, this the is th- one more thing. He doesn't do it for me. So I was just like, is this work? I think in my notes, it's like, is this working for her? Like at the carnival scene? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting Peter Gallagher category. Uh, the the thing with the scene of him getting fired is it's a really good speech about what a, what being a team means and that stuff and that like that kind of resonates like not lighting the kids down but he could have could have easily like had his had his cake and eaten it too just been like yeah whatever if you guys want you keep banks on the hawks i don't care like instead of like why like stick to your like why lose your job over cuz he's not losing his job over coaching the ducks He's losing no. his job yeah. over not letting spoiled out of banks keep playing for the Hawks. And it wasn't even about banks. It was about Riley. Like that kid was just caught in the crossfire. And this, mm-hmm. like, I will ride for Adam Banks. I get that Banks was kind of a dick and bullied the, uh, he was part of the, the turtleneck trio, turtleneck gang. Um, but my dude gets cheap shotted and has to leave the ice on a stretcher in a neck brace because adults failed him so miserably. Do you want to talk um, now about the kid who the kid who takes out Adam Banks? That kid it probably ended up a murderer in this oh, in this for sure. for sure. Uh, there were only two two paths for him. NHL yes. enforcer, serial killer. <laughs> like that dude had far too much glee to do what he did and the other kid clearly was uncomfortable with the whole situation and then more so after banks got hurt and he looks up goes what did you do kid goes my job and the thing like riley tells them he wants banks out of the game and the one the smaller kid is like like you said a little unsure about it yeah and kid who ends up doing it is like oh hell yeah brother like, he's been waiting for oh. someone to take the the reins off of his psychoness. Like, yeah. dude was stoked about it. Um, he made me very uncomfortable because there was another scene in which I was like, this kid gives me the creeps. Um, and I don't remember what it was, but sorry. I did the Kiki Palmer thing. I'm sorry to this man. Like, <laughs> probably some nice adult now. And it was just a very good kid actor. <laughs> but it I'm makes the championship game take like an extremely dark turn. Like, the championship game turn. is kind of its one whole long sequence. Like, Excellent. you get the flying V and the triple deke yeah. and all that stuff. But lest we forget, the championship game starts with 
adults being as horrible as adults can be and yeah. a child being attacked. Yeah. Um, basically. As one does in a Disney movie. Well, and then, so, and that's where I'm telling you the, <laughs> the formula for the second one. Banks gets hurt again, which is why I'm like, I need justice for Adam Banks. Like, he gets to come back in the second one and, like, scores the game when it what ends up being the game-winning, like, penalty shot, whatever. So, bless his heart. But I was like, this poor dude, the whole time, is just called a cake eater. <laughs> and he's used as a pawn by terrible adults. Um, sure, he comes from money. Maybe he's kind of a jerk to people. He, like, really, really wears that turtleneck well um has to work so hard to become part of his new team like literally all what it took for jesse to trust him was to go neck first into the goal and then he's like you are a duck yeah yeah you are a duck like thanks (laughs) Jesse. Um, you are a duck and this neck brace looks good on you yes and then that like later over the course of his career he's got to do that again in the second movie he loses his spot to um keenan to russ because that's how like it all like they have the spot open and then he comes in which leads to charlie conway like going as a coach when adam banks comes back and then you fast forward to d3 and he's picked up for varsity so they all hate him because they're stuck on the jv at this like elitist prep school so they go back to like warring with adam banks i'm like give this kid a break man let him be one of the dudes for a little bit i just feel I hope for college hockey or whatever, like he went to the East Coast or something, just got away from all these terrible. No one in the state of Minnesota has treated Adam no. Banks with a shred of respect. He definitely is going to school out of state. He's trying to get away from his dad. Who's trying to make? What do you say? His dad in this thing was like, um, if he do, if he can't play for the Hawks, he doesn't. Yeah, he'd. I, my son would rather not play than play for your team. And he was like, <laughs> no, I kind of just want to play hockey because I'm 12 and this. Sh- this shit doesn't matter well i just want to play some hockey oh my god yeah it uh <laughs> again it's it's the bad adult bad youth sport parent hall of fame in this yes. in this movie. Yes. what's what's the best scene i think it's um i really like the choosing charlie to take the penalty because everyone throughout the and they'd sell it as such they sell him as like clumsy and always falling and like not trustworthy and like so the whole time they're like you're gonna have him take it like that sort of thing and it's like showing the trust that he didn't get from riley and showing the full circle like that trust and just have like they literally were doing the like just have fun and it'll all work out was like really what the ducks came down to and like they loved the game and it and it paid off for them whereas the other guys did it as like full of hate and meanness and whatever so i really do that's kind of like the that's also i think the big chill for me yeah, yeah. it's, it's I a double it's did, a, i got it i got it's a, a mark chill. of how this movie did a good job in making you care because the second especially watching it as an adult the second yeah. they're at the first practice or whatever and charlie straight up whiffs on a slap shot you're like oh he's taking the last penalty yeah like do you know exactly from the moment this movie starts where he misses a penalty shot. It's like, Oh, this is going to come down to a penalty shot. Yeah. And as soon as Charlie misses a slap shot, it's like, Oh, Charlie's going to take it. You know, it's coming and yeah. it's still like, Oh, this hits, it hits yeah. really well. I love it. It's like, you know, the grow. you actually see the growth out of Gordon Bombay. Like, do I believe it now? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> this guy's still probably 
getting another DUI because this was not his first driving thing, right? Like they say Dude, that at the beginning. He was a menace in college. Gordon yeah. Bombay was the was that like, hey guys, I'm, it's two a.m. and he's like, I'm, I'm, we're going to Whataburger, let's go. And yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, not, should we drive? He's like, I got this, I got this. Yeah. Um. He was a fucking full blown. He was a snowmobile in in law school too. See, this is why I need the timeline because I don't think it adds up at all. Yeah. So okay, he misses he the shot from... in seventy two. Yeah, seventy two, seventy three. Yeah. So he needs what at least like fifteen years from that point to graduate from law school, right? Is that it? So he's he if he graduates college in eighty two, at twenty two, what's law school? Three years. So he need he needs thirteen years. He needs to get to at least nineteen eighty five, and then he has to get the job. But then he has to have tried all those cases or like defended all. Those yeah, cases. I guess it's it's probably close. He'd like, have to real be a real, real, real he does make that. Yeah. He makes that comment about like, you're giving my cases to her. Like she's just out of law school. And I was like, aren't you <laughs> like, what is this timeline? He's it's a guy who puts years. in a lot of extra work. Cause he, he knows how to burn the midnight oil and stay, yes, up. Yeah, stay up, stay focused. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's, um, you know, and I love, again, you know, that it's obvious, but the, uh, favorite team like the team you like gets down like multiple goals like where it looks just see coach we couldn't do it like we tried we got better it's just not enough like there's some and then they have like the halftime or the pre-third period speech that like leads to hey just one goal went in and then this happened and whatever whatever and so um that that's why the whole thing works for me is like it's cheesy as hell i get that like i'm an adult and i still was like damn it i love this yeah. And part of that is I saw it when I was seven, you know, eight, not like, you know, so many times as a kid. Um, and it just that it still taps into that nostalgia so perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. It it does a really good job. Like the last, the last, it's not perfect, but the last, I would say, especially against the movies of, of the era, like I think the last game is always the big one and like where you should care. And I think I care the most with, um, with mighty ducks especially over little giants or over rookie of the year little big league is kind of in its own class because it's my beloved actual minnesota twins playing but um, like it's also just hilarious like the quacking and the we will we will quack you like so dumb love it <laughs> they translated this movie into an nhl team like that doesn't get said enough That's, like imagine I, know. If it- I oh my god i think that i forget or don't realize like that actually the movie predated the team and then they had like the changed jerseys and you made a good point like disney owned the team like what like it hell of a marketing push oh for sure <laughs> like, for sure the fa- they still exist look at this the thing that has per- like persisted until now like this has been what 30 years yeah well it could have like out? oh my the, yeah the yeah. best the best version of this would have been when they were trying to rename the Washington NFL franchise, which I was of the, my, like, I thought they should have just kept the football team that kind of grew on yeah, me. And I was honestly, like, yeah, should have just same. stayed the Washington football team, but yeah. they should have changed to the Washington Sentinels from the replacements. That would have been sick. Oh, that would have been, awesome. that would have been the, the best movie. And then the only other thing is if there's ever, it would have to be an NBA expansion and then a third team in LA, but they need to be the LA Knights from like Mike. Bow Wow. They yes. 
um they also went i mean there's a lot of things the commanders could have done like change color scheme as well and gone to red white and blue like the rest of the dc area teams yeah and like uh fire their owner into the sun that's something they, they <laughs> also, also could, that you could just literally just launched him to mars <laughs> the most recent like press thing in the tweet or whatever the person sent like the last two years things have been very different and i'm like yeah how about can we talk about never mind it's oh my god he's probably got gordon bombay on his daniel snyder probably has gordon bombay on like his legal team now (laughs) the honestly the i still think about this a lot since this came out because imagine like a whole espn article was written about you that included a thing that was like hey you know it's just like how it is with the among the guys like we all hate each other and then someone else (laughs) is like nah man we just hate you we just hate you (laughs) that's all the peewee coach is talking about coach riley yeah (laughs) he's like this is how it is we all just have this back and forth we all just hate each other and everyone else like no riley we just hate you yeah because you're the worst you're you're a special kind of piece of shit when uh, (laughs) your contemporaries are 31 rich dickhead like billionaires and you're the only one that's universally hated that's tough it's it's impressive it's honestly like it's impressive it's i just think about like what if that was your workplace and someone like in just the sense of like someone wrote an article read by probably hundreds of thousands of people if not more that said all of your coworkers hate you tough (laughs) tough stuff tough that's that's probably they probably wrote some articles in america's number one hockey publication about (laughs) riley like this there was probably a reckoning I guarantee after this game, there was probably like a huge reckoning where someone like overheard him. Like, you know, this is where you can't do that fist bump thing in the box after like getting a enforcer to take out a child. Like that would have been shared on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, R- Riley suffers. Cool. In the he would have. Yeah. He would. The, uh, though the collar pop would have 100% been a great gift. Like, oh, definitely. cause he had that down. It was perfect and it was the perfect villain vibe just the little flick of the collar and he'd just look over with that gum chomp like <laughs> someone just like speared someone else he's like <laughs> gotcha <laughs> also he's he's not as southern as he is in my cousin Vinny, but he's still very southern mm. you know that that's just a minnesota accent don't you know <laughs> <laughs> where is where is lane smith from he's from memphis <laughs> Coach- yes. You know what? That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis Coach Riley. Um, what is the best quote of this movie? All right. After all, all of the stuff that I just said about Riley over the last hour or whatever, um, any of his demotivational quotes are probably my favorite thing. Starting with right in the beginning, he says he's getting him pumped up to go take this penalty. If you miss the shot, you're not just letting me down. You're letting the whole team down. <laughs> it's just terrible um i also loved the uh one that you said if you don't it's not worth winning if you can't win big i'm trying to think if there were any others from him um you're not even a has-been you're a never was gordon hey bombay you stop when i'm talking to you son what's the idea here you trying to sabotage me or what law's a bitch when it works against you isn't it jack Look, you got a whole team full of banks. There's one kid isn't going to make a difference. Even with banks? What do you think you're going to prove, you and that bunch of losers? That's right, coach. They are losers. We hate losers, don't we? They don't even deserve to live. Maybe you're right. Maybe banks won't make a difference. But at least we're playing by the rules. 
Why'd you turn against me, Gordon? For six years. I taught you how to skate. I taught you how to score. I taught you how to go for the W. You could have been one of the greats. And now look at yourself. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. Yeah, which uh, which got stolen by the movie The Replacements, which is tough. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. That was a good one. Um, yeah. I do think this one works uh, saying to your old coach or an ex <laughs> to think I wasted all those years worrying about what you thought. <laughs> thought that was a great clap back from our guy Gordon. Be a great uh be a great category like a sports movie or dating movie. Yeah. <laughs> sports movie or rom-com. I think I wasted all of those years worrying about what you thought. Um Gordon Bombay has a great one. I hate kids. They're barely yeah. human. I had that written down too. Um we talked about I thought the um the hall fathers this is what I gave up my overtime pay for to see my kids taking falls was like the saddest Best line where I was like, get it together, dude. Like, how could you listen to someone say like that one clearly made him feel shitty. Oh, yeah. As it should. He deserved to feel shitty about that. The most sentimental uh, one is Hans saying, teach them to fly and like his yes. kind of like shuttered yeah. German accent. Um, and the sassiest was when he was going to apologize and he said, I want to um I want to talk to you guys. And the sister, the figure skating sister goes, uh, people. <laughs> I love that way ahead of her time. So <laughs> good. Um, Most athletic moment in this movie. Skating just seems hard in general. Like sk yeah. skating is difficult. Probably anything Fulton Reed did. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I guess the slap shot through the net is yeah. about is like, that's is, is Fulton on steroids. <laughs> it's it's a good it, the people are asking everyone uh, everyone he needs definitely to would get he would get called up for the uh random tests the next week after oh he'd be clearly if the there's a magazine test. you know they're you're they're testing these kids uh, there would be he's like the daniel monte of of this <laughs> also lose. like there's no way all these kids are the same age there's, no there's just no way also um other than like fulton reed bombay is only taller than like two of them mm-hmm and one of them is the feisty Italian kid, whatever, the New Yorker. Yeah. What uh, uh, what height are we looking at with Emilio Estevez? My guess is like 5'8". Let's see. He is listed at 5'7", five, five, which we all know is average for, yes. for a man. That is, yes. that is average. This is true. Oh, my God. Charlie Sheen, 5'10". Like, Emilio Estevez just got fucked. He just lost in everything um <laughs> so he just does not he can't be short king though because he does not give off king energy no he oh off, he like, couldn't no king no king yeah, energy it's like that it just oh he's just the worst no. um and i didn't really understand speaking of fulton the strategy behind i think when they were playing the cardinals they just like they're warming up and he just trots them out there with like a box of pucks and is like, go for it. Like, why would you let the other team see the weapon that you haven't played? It's like an yet? intimidation tactic, I guess. I guess because then it works when they all jumped out of the way when he went to shoot the puck. Where I was like, that seems 
it's only it's the only uh so the knuckle puck is in d2 where i'm like love the idea takes way too long to execute Mm -hmm. dude has to like set it up and say it's knuckle puck time every single time (laughs) (laughs) gives it away yeah really element of surprise is out the window at that point um and i won't bring up the clear cheating when you like switch jerseys with the goalie in the middle of the corner or the period that seems illegal but whatever i mean it should be Uh, the junior games no rules there (laughs) hold the phone this is has nothing to do with the movie emilio estevez do you know who he was married to at the time this movie came out no spouse paula abdul married 92 to 94 whoa i'm sorry what whoa okay is there like another paula abdul that we don't know about i would be very surprised what was I? I was just I was just I was reading uh Ron Shelton's book about the making of Bull Durham and Paula Abdul is the choreographer on Bull Durham. Fun fact. Um wow. What? Yeah. Wow. There was also completely unrelated other than related to the Estevez family is one of the brothers. Oh, that's Joshua Jackson Pages still. Um one of the brothers was in a really bad movie that was um, oh, actually, remember the name of the movie? Uh, Joe Estevez. <laughs> Sorry, what that makes wait, me laugh. Wait, there, there's, there's, so there's Emilio. Charlie is Carlos, I believe. Emilio, Carlos, Carlos, and Joe. I wonder if he's Jose. Potentially. Also, Martin. So that makes Martin Sheen is Martin Estevez, I believe, which is sick. Joseph Estevez. Um, okay. Estevez married singer choreographer Paula Abdul. They divorced in May 94. Abdul later stating the reason for the divorce was she wanted children, while Estevez, who already had two children, did not. Wow. Is that not something they discussed before? That's not none of my business. Um, so Joe Estevez is Charlie is um, Martin Sheen's brother. So he's the uncle. Oh, to, uncle. He's Uncle Estevez. Yes, to Charlie and Emilio. But anyway, I just always remember because he was in this absolutely horrible movie called Soul Taker that um, Mystery Science Theater 3000 does. That is just incredible. So unrelated, <laughs> unrelated completely other than the name Estevez. Shout out to uh, the Estevez family. What a bunch of characters. What a bunch of characters those folks are. <laughs> um speaking of characters lenny harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character who's in the movie too much um arguably just estevez and probably charlie probably charlie okay so that gives us uh lane smith as coach riley incredible yes, performance I think that's, I think hall, that has to be. hall of fame dickhead new sports coach yeah, yeah there's and- really everyone else is kind of like a step below like there's hans there's fulton mc ganey We've, we've sung his pretty, but yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. It's, it's Lane Smith. Yeah. Cause he's just, he's done. He had more to work with and the other guys were just like almost in the same level. So I think all the players are too similar to me. Like mm-hmm. they don't stand out enough. Like Fulton's probably the one that I would give it to if it went to a player, not named Charlie. Yeah. Um, Especially for when he, when he there. gets the Hawks back after they hurt Adam and he's running off. He's like, I'm off coach. Like after yeah. he gets tossed out of the game, that's that's sick. Again, Fulton like kind of seems older 
than, yeah. than the rest of the yeah. kids he's, by that. He's that was that like piece of paper says like I am twelve. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's later than that again too when he gets the other Bash brother. That is a that is an adult. That is a man with a mortgage and like a full time job. <laughs> grown like, ass, grown yeah, ass. Yeah, that they're like, yeah, yeah. He's on the junior games team. It's fine. It's fine. They're not the Bash uh, brothers. They're the Bash uncles. Yeah, they're just <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. But um, yeah, I just think Lane Smith is just too fantastic because he is such a dick. Yeah, he's di- he's dynamite. Such an asshole. Incredible. Um, best time, worst time. Does anyone have that? bad like i think adam banks is the worst time oh yeah you're right worst time yeah again my guy just uses a pawn in the adults games and then has to try and win over because he's treated like shit by his old teammates treated like shit by his new teammates he gets like knocked into a goal post his dad's like trying to keep him from playing like all of it's just called a cake eater all the time poor thing yeah, yeah. he it's, has the word he he definitely has the worst time um i bombay getting a dwi is a bad time i'm sure yeah i've not gotten a dwi it seems bad no um, um bombay is such a dick that i don't think he's capable of having a bad time though like i think yeah. he's so he's, he's got so much self-arrogance that he's like he's incapable he's incapable of admitting to himself that he's having a bad time like he he's like He's thrilled at the possibility of getting to defend himself against his DWI. Yeah. I think it might be Charlie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gets, Charlie, Charlie, de- you know, finds a new surrogate gets... father. Oh, you yeah. say best time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess best he, time. He Cause it doesn't to... count his new surrogate dad leaving him at the end. Yeah. He just, he thinks he thinks that's just a new adventure for his new dad. Like he gets his team to like play together he's got a whole bunch of new friends he like they he gets to score the game-winning goal he gains all that confidence he's also like you know the captain like i think he has the best time in this movie yeah i would say his mom bad time yeah like good time for some of it but then like yeah yeah she's got to make out with him but then she knows his whole background like why he's with the kids yeah, it, has to. Do you think the parents will let? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it seems like a lot of them are not around, so also. they're they're kind of. But like, she's listen. She so Gordon actually. Now that I think about this, Charlie tells him that they left Charlie's dad. So yeah. she, Gordon is kind of operating in that zone of like you can do just about anything because her last experience was so bad that anything is an upgrade. It's also such a creepy way that he asks it too. He's like, oh, "So what's sure. the deal with uh, what's the deal with your mom? She, yeah. uh, she, she dating? Like, <laughs> I feel like child. she knows <laughs> when he gets on that bus. She's like, yeah, he's not coming back. Like this, <laughs> this is over. So in that, yeah, in D two, they kind of like pair him up with this with the tutor, but they don't like actually. I don't know. And then he goes on a date with like the Icelandic like, um like team doctor or something i'm just like what is happening i was like they don't even mention like no one mentions charlie's mom in the second one not even charlie no one there's no like yeah bummer that didn't work out or like glad we're doing that long distance thing like just does not come up yeah just a whole storyline in the first one it just is like completely thrown out the window so yeah yeah, but we don't know that yet so i still think that's why i realized i didn't add this on the run sheet but you know it's coming the peter gallagher (laughs) award oh my god peter gallagher award for the hottest person in this movie this is extraordinarily difficult. 
So as they are in the movie, like I assume it would be Joshua Jackson as an adult. Yes. As they they are in the movie, (laughs) there's not a lot of choices. I might. (sighs) It's probably Charlie's mom. Who is yeah, played she's, by? She's like nineties uh, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pl- played by Heidi Kling, who just quit acting very quickly after this. Because <laughs> her her man left her for the minors. Yeah, um, well, she had enough of me. She's like, I didn't get into acting to have to make out with Emilio Estevez. <laughs> her hair's a little tough in this a little tough look with the hair. It's very nineties mom hair, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, like the, the tight curls, kind of too reddish of a red. Um, but look, I, I'll say like you know. I bet Lane Smith was a handsome guy. Yeah, I see, like a handsome a older, older gentleman. Guy. Yeah, yeah. If we're going like in the now, if we're going like when Car- seven-year-old Caroline watched it, was like he's cute. It's still Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but as as but they were as in now, the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's because it is. Uh, I'd imagine MC Ganey does something for a certain type of person who's into a certain type of things. I think so too. <laughs> he's he, he's got a vibe that someone could be into. In leather jacket look, I was like, my guy, <laughs> love him so much. Oh yeah, that God. was a tough. I was I was watching it and I was like, this is gonna be, a, this is a tough. It's a tough tough category for that. Yeah, I need to know what. Uh, I wonder what the um the local journalism legend Larry Bach looked like. Maybe it's him. <laughs> I mean, it's Hans. It's it's Hans' pseudonym. Hans is a real babe, man. It's that accent. <laughs> it's motivational. He's got like true heart to him. He listens. Um. Okay. The big chill we've already decided on pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's a triple yeah. deke. It's There's a game winner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So before more restore prequel, sequel, remake. This is interesting. We have two sequels. We have. Uh, Two now two seasons of a Disney Plus show, one with Bombay back, one with the actress who is Lorelai like, Gilmore. Yeah, and they add Josh Duhamel. Is he? Did I see him on yes, the little? Yes, like, I did. I did yeah, yeah. So I Which, haven't like, watched the series yet. I ne- might. Neither have I. I might dive in. We'll see. Um, because that probably would have been that probably would have been my answer, like a restore. Restore. Um, yeah, I mean this. Yeah, I've. I don't even know if I've heard anything about this. I mean, I'm sure it's kind of the same thing geared to kids. Like what for yeah. you, what's the, what's the best of the three movies? Two. Probably. So one and two are very similar. Like again, almost identical. The bat, the situation in the second one is the, they take essentially the ducks and make them team USA, which again, I feel like we're really overweighting the importance of Minneapolis yeah. hockey. Like I feel like there probably should have been a big tryout, but you do get the added characters. Like we said, multiple times, Julie the cat Gaffney, you get the second bash brother, you get the um, kid that is like the cowboy wrangler, Luis Mendoza. Um, Keenan like Thompson. Just- yeah, Keenan Tom, he's fantastic. It's Russ. And then also um Kenny Wu, the figure skater. Woo, 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 Kenny Woo. Great call in one of the games. So I think I lean D2. I will say you sent characters. me more texts about D2. Because the great I tweeted this. The great thing about doing this show with Caroline <laughs> is that when she does her rewatch, you get a live text, <laughs> live text reactions. And you sent me much more about D2. <laughs> 
Um, it's funny because you've not, this is like a true mark of friendship with me is if you end up getting like 17 uninterrupted texts while I'm watching something. <laughs> it's the best. I was like coaching a little league game and I looked down at my phone to check the time and it's like six texts from Caroline about the knuckle puck. <laughs> there's not like it just there's no way i mean it's just too obvious um and so i think i really do like i think it's hilarious that in the second one they're like we need a a team for the bad guys and they're like how about iceland who when did that I, happen I, I gave some thought i gave some thought to this this is when yeah. i was coaching little league so i couldn't i couldn't text <laughs> So but, you were telling the kids to like fake flop and you're like, I'm busy. <laughs> exactly. So it's 1994. Cold War is over. So we're like, listen, we don't we don't want to rehash old wounds because the the if this, the movie was made in 88, like that's a yeah, it's the Russia. Russian team. It's a Russian <laughs> team, of course. So we don't want to be like, we don't want to open old wounds, but yeah. we but we do we we do wanna we do like it when Eastern European folk are the bad people. So yeah. that is that's what uh, I, that, I honestly was like, that might be um, again, like German team still too, too soon. Too obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russia too soon. Like Iceland. Like, no I, one has beef with Iceland. Like they're not going to care either. <laughs> not, they're like, ah, whatever. Well, yeah. It seems um, like the right choice. Sure. Yeah. That coach was fantastic. And then Gunnar Stahl is uh, just <laughs> one of the best bad guy names fun fact though real lazy by disney's part here um the actor who plays gunner stall they just put in d3 as the goalie on the varsity team and his name is scott now <laughs> i was like isn't that gunner stall like maybe they expect you not to binge all three of them in a row and they think you have like better things to do with your life. We don't even need to give a new contract, guys. We can just no, just, just carrying over. They uh, should have done what um, what Top Gun Maverick did and just have Canada is the is, yeah. is the, is the bad guys. Canada's the bad guy, and they wouldn't get mad at either. So yeah, I think it's um that part's kind of it's USA, and then they come back out in the third period in the Mighty Ducks jerseys. That also. If you have people on your team that weren't part of the Mighty Ducks, like, what the fuck is this vibes. Shit? Yeah, like what are we doing? Um, but so as where I'm kind of tied between the first two. I really enjoy both of them. I think when I think about Mighty Ducks, I think about Charlie Conway. And then I almost go, you know, Goldberg. And then you go to like Russ or like uh, Keenan Thompson and you go to Julie the Cat Gaffney, like those. So it feels like that D2 might have the bigger impact. I always way. forget that Keenan isn't in the first movie. Right. Yeah. Like and I, always, I always wait for him to show up and he's. And that's he's a great there. scene when you meet him. Well, you meet, he heckles them, which is hilarious. And then they have a day where they're struggling, like. Gordon Bombay is back being a jerk and he's, you know, too busy with, you know, doing deep. He's trying to get, he's like telling Kareem Abdul-Jabbar this at a party. He's got this brilliant shoe idea and they are like sport loafers for children who want to be coaches. Incredible. I, I texted you this, but the the benefit of Kareem's agent really fucking him over financially is that he just said yes to a lot of yes. things that he needed the check to. <laughs> Incredible. He Man, was sh Shaq before Shaq. It was like the wildest movie. They just were like totally cashing in on all the success of the first one. So they're just like, what a what other like athletes do we want to just put in this movie? Wayne Gretzky's in it. Randomly. Of course he is. Who um, shows up. 
can I sell you on a prequel of Gordon Bombay in law school? Yes. And it's like, it's Van Wilder. It's like Wilder. a dark, gritty, it's like <laughs> a dark, gritty drama. <laughs> it's Rounders. Like this movie apparently was supposed to be, like you told me before we started recording. It's Rounders. He's uh, he's Matt Damon's character in Rounders, just playing poker through to get himself through law school. What if they kept it as you said originally? The like this what is the description that you said it was going to be before oh yeah so the per per the imdb trivia the uh originally it was much darker (laughs) the original premise of mighty ducks was much darker with very little comedy about an ex-nhl player turned alcoholic who seeks revenge on his old coach by coaching opposite him the main idea (laughs) stayed when disney bought the rights to the movie but some elements were changed I would be actually all in for that. And you could either make it really dark or you could make it a black comedy, but like this rated R would be a lot of fun. It would actually. And like a, maybe like a high school travel team instead of like 12 year olds. Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't, (laughs) it's not as, it's not as funny with kids. Yeah. No, that's, that's just a lot of trauma that we put onto these children for these adult, uh, disagreements that's the main theme of this like i think that's the takeaway was as we wrap this up a lot of trauma put on this children these children the mighty ducks they're gonna have like one great memory from winning this peewee title in 1992 yeah yeah Uh, we didn't we didn't touch on this at all and i feel like we should right before we wrap it is good that goldberg is now doing well the character uh sean what is sean weiss I, I believe yeah. last I saw he is doing he is doing well. He is That's good because it was bad. It was very sad. Bad. It was sad very sad. But yeah. I think I think he has gotten himself cleaned up. Uh he got new teeth, which is great. Oh good. Yeah. Um which which makes a huge different difference. Um let's I, I wanna I wanna Google this and confirm before we uh <laughs> I will say the the green original sweaters that they wore were very cool okay that was one thing i meant to point out and i didn't the jerseys in this movie are the best jerseys yes like those especially those now are are great he's on cameo i see yeah he looks good he's doing he's doing some meet and greets um yeah yeah no he looks good it looks like he's got a daughter um Man, yeah. they really brought back a lot of the guys from this Game Changers thing. Yeah. Like, I know Adam Banks is in it. I just looked at Lester Averman. Like, Averman's like the guy that's always the comic relief. Like, And I was kind of like, we're starting Averman a lot. Are we sure this is how we want to set out the starting five? Or like, is this what we're going with? Yeah, that is Matt Doherty. He got knocked who, over. Who really looks like a Lester. Yeah. <laughs> that worked out well. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was constantly getting knocked over. I am excited to see what happens with him with my with my guy uh, Fulton Reed if he's in. I hope he's he comes back to the MCU because what we we've got a new season of Daredevil coming, right? Yeah, Daredevil Reborn, Rebirth, something like that. First season of Daredevil is awesome. Daredevil was so good. Awesome. Um, damn, Connie Moreau comes back too. We didn't even talk about Guy Germain, who might be the actual like most adorable on that little on that team yeah yeah Guy Germain also excellent name Vincent um, LaRusso Adam Banks his only three acting credits 
Mighty Ducks one, two, and three. Oh, that's wild. Oh, mm-hmm. Guy Germain was in arachnophobia. Arachnophobia scared the shit out of me when I was Damn. scared the sh- I was so out on arachnophobia. Oh my god. <laughs> Sports, isn't it? <laughs> Jeff Daniels. Ugh. Okay. Well, that's a. <laughs> we, we've, we finally we've done the thing. We had to hold out until we started talking about another movie. Yes. Um. We'll do. We could have actually shifted that into a Creed three trailer reaction. <gasps> oh my god! I mean, that, it is. We're coming upon. I know we're already in the Glenessence. We've talked about the Glen Powell Glenessence, and we're very excited about this. Um, Devotion coming out Thanksgiving time with Glen Powell and jonathan majors the major shots we are coming up on the golden age of jonathan majors and i cannot wait the first of all impeccable spread in, in men's health like the dude you knocked out of the park like he's, he's getting ready to come he's back and doing caring. things in the gym and in the kitchen that i can say i am not doing yes <laughs> and then now the the trailer for creed three dropped cannot wait like built like a brick shit house in that trailer looks like he could punch straight through concrete blocks yes um and then we're gonna have him in multiple i saw that leaked scene from quantum mania or whatever the ant-man new ant-man it's gonna be wild like have i killed you before oh it's just gonna be like he's just him being the big bad for like the new like phase five phase six or what going into cannot wait like it's gonna be weird coming up on like bona fide star Jonathan Majors time and I am so happy to be alive for it. <laughs> Did you watch The Harder They Fall on Netflix? The Western no. with him? Oh. I know it's late where you are, but that's like put that yeah, on the list. Cool. That's that's him. Yeah. It was the Netflix movie. It's like him, Idris Elba, Lakeith Stanfield, uh what? Regina King. It's fire. Oh my gosh. It's All fire. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's so so good. But wasn't uh, he also in the other one? I haven't seen that he's in Love Lovecraft Country. How, yeah, we haven't watched Lovecraft either, but I've heard really good things. He was also in The Five Bloods. He was one of the sporting characters in The Five Bloods. Oh, okay. Really yeah. There's a. It's funny because when those pictures came out from the men's health thing, a lot of people were like, "Was he wearing just like baggy clothing in Lovecraft Country?" <laughs> <laughs> was this guy? I think after seeing after seeing the five bloods and the heart of they fall, I think he is. I think he's put on. A he's st- he stepped up. He's been to the gym a little bit because yeah. he knew he was going to be in Creed three, which is Michael B. Jordan's uh, directorial debut. Couldn't probably something we'll talk about on the show. Cannot we'll, wait. Uh, we I've done Creed. Maybe we'll do Creed two. Roll it right into Creed three. Do I'll the, be uh, honest. I did not know there was a Creed two, so that's on the list. It's good. It's fine, it's I guess. Like, I do love Tessa Thompson. So this is where me and Jacqueline go back and forth. Is like really like her in Thor. She's good in Creed. Westworld. It just she's she's the worst person. She's a terrible she's, person. She's the worst world. person, and it's yeah. all I can see when I she is. It's all I, I think, can see when I see her. I think because I saw her in Thor before I saw her in Westworld, it's balanced. Like it's worked out well in the right direction because she's now valkyrie forever so that's going to be like like it balances out the um but yeah that's i am excited i'm sorry that i'm seeing there's a um, black adam commercial right now which made me think of um 
the fact that Harrison Ford is going to be General Ross. <laughs> I'm so excited. Ornery uh, Harrison. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. As long as he doesn't fly himself to set. Okay. Oh. Caroline, <laughs> this is great. As always, I tell always the folks fun. again where they can follow you. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at CW Darnie for all things, mostly right now college football, but you will soon, soon see a lot of college basketball. Uh, always the dog content. I am doing a Marvel rewatch right now. I am up to homecoming so i'm in phase three which is uh yeah we're cruising it's i've got to stay to a schedule I've got to keep, you've got, got the you got the article on for the way you got the guide if anyone yeah, has a guide the marvel the marvel watch you've got the guide yeah. i've got where you can find the movies what order you should watch them in um all that good stuff so check it out for the win bet for the win all the, all the content all the content. And if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate, leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to support the show and have the chance to vote on movies for the show to cover, like the patrons did with Mighty Ducks, we've got two polls up right now. Go to patreon.com slash big screen sports. If you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Phenom to the Farm that is brought to you by Baseball America. Comes at you every other Tuesday. As for Big Screen Sports, we'll see you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.